Vogel fam. Hello. I know we hopped on once in the middle of the summer because Loki. That feels like a year ago. But like, guess what, Vogel fam? It is season five. We're back. <laughs> saying season five, that's that's doesn't feel real. This is the season that most sitcoms hit their peak. <laughs> well. Is this the sitcom no where you and I finally figure out how to podcast? No. Can guarantee this isn't it. <laughs> I don't think so. That doesn't seem right at all. No, it really doesn't. But Vocal Fam, listen, we wanted to hop on. We have a huge guest here in just a couple of minutes. Um, we are going to be joined in just a couple of minutes by none other than my former student, Tyrone Davis Jr., <laughs> who happens to be in a little Broadway show called Waitress. I don't know if you've heard of it. know any of the songs from it or anything like that. I know it's pretty obscure. <laughs> and he is going to join us to talk about what it was like being in the room in the reopening process, singing together as a cast for the first time in 18 months. I can only imagine how emotional that is. So uh, if you've seen the Waitress video, we're going to yeah. actually get to hear about what it was like actually being in the room. Uh, but but before we get to Tyrone, um, Sarah and I have like a big announcement that we've been Exciting. waiting to share with y'all. And um, we also want to like do a little bit of a preview of our fall calendar, right? Yeah, it's a crazy lineup. I mean, I feel like I say that every time we start telling about what we've got coming up, but it's a crazy lineup. It's a crazy lineup. Uh, and don't worry, you're also going to get a bunch of episodes of us morons just... <laughs> Sitting there talking. <laughs> you know, talking about pedagogy things. Pedagogy. But Sarah... Tell them about why we're going to be sitting around talking about pedagogy things. Well, I just so happen to be um, moving back to Mississippi, first and foremost, so that I can physically be in the room. But, but what else? this is made even more possible by the fact that I will actually be um, joining the faculty at Mississippi College as an adjunct professor. So we are now colleagues on the same faculty, Vocal Fam. Ah! Literally, we'll be in the building. Not going to have to, like, let me in. Vocal Fry will be back in the room where it happened in the first place. In the first place. Recording right here in Avon 209. Aw, so exciting. On Friday we, mornings, it's like a throwback, but not really. It's like we're going back to seasons one and two. <laughs> yeah, we just need to get Michael back. Like we, they brought that character. The writers brought that character. They went back to like the first set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had the family in the weird house for seasons three and four, and, then and they, they took them back to the original set for season five. Very excited. Very, I'm, so, I'm super excited. Sarah and I are so excited that we don't have to record remotely anymore. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, not that remote recording. It's, it's a wonderful option. And it's how we will talk with a lot of our guests. But, but Sarah, tell them what you're going to be doing as a faculty member here at Mississippi College. Oh, I'll be uh, directing the opera scenes program this fall. I have a few voice students at the moment. Yep. Um, yeah, that's mostly. And I mean, 
Mississippi College, in case y'all didn't know this, happens to have a voice lab now that as a faculty member, some of us would have access to. And by some of us, I actually mean both of us. We're probably and the did two you see my video that I, there. did you see the video I just posted? I actually did. In the few minutes where I was just waiting for the Zoom link, I was like, what on earth? Yeah. Finally got my nasometer back up and running vocal fam. It's great. Um, listen, I want to get to Tyrone, but before we do, um, we want to just give you a preview of what's to come, right? Season five. Season five. So we're starting off here. Broadway reopens. Exciting. But the next week is just as exciting. Uh, Guess what? Ken Bozeman back on the podcast talking about kinesthetic voice pedagogy edition two. That new book. Which having been someone who read it ahead of time of publishing and as much love as we all have for practical vocal acoustics and the first edition of kinesthetic voice pedagogy. Oh, yeah. This second edition is Ken's master opus. Exciting. So excited um, to have him on. Always So that's great. Uh, we are going to have, let's see, I'm, I'm running through my calendar here. We have uh, Dr. Lily, Lillian Guerrero coming on uh, yes. the podcast to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. So excited about that in September. Um, we're going to have uh, the marvelous Carrie Obert on to talk about twang, twang in October. That'll be a big episode for sure. Don't want to miss that one. Oh, yeah. Um, we have um, Emily and Elizabeth uh, East Squared, Squared the, uh, from the Voice of Community to tell us about their wonderful online community that they've, they've established. Um, let's see who else do we have Josh coming Glasner. up? Just, oh, Caitlin and Josh um, are Caitlin Moore and Josh Glasner are going to come on and uh, talk about um, their experience with yes. the uh, Nats intern. intern program, um, which will be they're they're coming up. That's going to be what the first week in November. Uh, I'd have to double check. Um, And then um, I can pretty much... Oh, by the way, also, after we hit Tyrone and Ken here at the very front end, we promise you, with Michael, because we can't do it without Michael, we promise you a Shang-Chi review. Yes. Totally promise. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I'm so... I'm so pumped. Uh, In November, after Caitlin and Josh's episode... We promise you oh, an Eternals, the Eternals review. Is that what made you think of the show? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? culture in there. What else do we have coming up? I might, Vocal Fam, do another clip show. We'll see if I get that, we'll have time happens. to get that edited. Um, we are going to do an episode as a sequel to Treble Middle Voice. We yeah. are going to do a follow-up called The Trouble with Treble's Top. Because that seems like a wonderful name of an episode, and our dear friends Yvonne and Kayla are going to come back for that Love one. Love some alliteration. Um, and that kind of winds us up, of course, right before Christmas. Christmas. You know we're going to review Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Welcome gosh. Fry Christmas 5, we promise, Vocal Fam, will be Spider-Man No Way Home, which in, 20, in 24 hours beat... 
Endgame's record of most views of a trailer online with 335 million worldwide views in 24 hours. I am more and more convinced that the leak wasn't really a leak. I told you. It's what I it's exactly so what I posted on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Did you see the stuff about people thinking that um, WandaVision, like that it was an Easter egg, that the heart is over August 23rd, which is when the trailer dropped? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I buy it because that's it'd be a very, very obscure Easter egg. But I don't know. Vocal mostly, fam, early, mostly. early predictions from Perna are that the hex, Sylvie killing the one who remains, Doctor Strange. If it is Doctor Strange, I think it's a variant casting that spell. Probably something also that happens in Eternals. Maybe the convergence itself all happen as some kind of time crunching nexus event and yes. it all it at all the same yes moments yes some kind of convergence of nexus events across universes I agree. and it all goes wild i also don't think that was dr strange in the trailer Stephen strange does not wear hoodies or um, act that way like for someone who or has wink. taken such care to yeah such care to like make sure the timeline's maintained and all of that like integrity to all of a sudden be like what I up? think that's a Kang variant thrown off or even like a Loki variant Kang variant Kang variant I'll buy that I think that. they're all I think Jonathan Majors is going to be in every single one of these movies I I would buy that and I think what if is going to end up playing a bigger role like I'm I'm just really Man that TV what if show. last night was pretty great but, Oh my gosh yeah Oh my gosh yeah. If you're not watching Marvel's What If, Vocal Fam, holy cow, you're missing out. Also, speaking, we are not just Marvel. Speaking of Vocal Fam, if you are a Star Wars fan, if you have not watched the gallery making of the Mandalorian Season 2 finale yet, I was crying in the first three minutes of a documentary. I have not. This is like 45 of the most important minutes of television in Star Wars history. How they described all the lengths that they went to to keep the fact that Mark Hamill was coming back a secret. Luke Skywalker's name never appeared in the script. They used used the name Plo Koon. Koon? They even made a Plo Koon bus and had it on the actor while they shot. That's just amazing. That Mark Mark Hamill appeared in none of the dailies. Like they wanted as few people as humanly possible. That's impressive. To know that that's anyway. Honestly, that's very impressive. Anyway, vocal fam, listen. That's it. I just want, we wanted to jump on for a couple minutes. We have a huge episode ahead. Yes. Season five is here. Like, we're back. Holy cow. Like, like, whoa. Like, 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 here we go. Here we go. Off the chain. Oh, oh! (laughs) I had to. All right. We'll see you in a second, Buckle Fan. See you in a sec. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. 
Anyway, all right, vocal fam. Oh my gosh, this is an episode I've wanted to do for a very, very long time, and I am so excited that we got this worked out. Um, we are joined. Sarah, say hi. Sarah, we're here. Oh, hello. Hello. We were just with you for a second ago. Yeah. But we are with, we have as a guest today, my former voice student, oh my gosh, and Broadway superstar, opener of TED Conference, Tyrone Davis Jr. Tyrone, welcome to Vocal Fry. Thank hello. you. Thank you, Nick. It's so good to see you. And Sarah, it's so good to meet you. Thanks for having me. It's so, Great so cool. To meet you too. This has just been, um, I'm sure, an incredible experience being back in the diner um, and we want to hear all about that um, Tyrone is was uh, made his Broadway debut in Waitress um, but and we'll hear about that but um, we can't wait to just hear about what what it's been like trying to reopen here but Tyrone but w- as we start tell us a, tell the vocal fam a little bit about your background we always let every guests kind of sort of just tell their story like how they got to Wherever they got are. to be in waitress like how'd you get to where you are now yeah i guess the the short of it is um you know i it's it all really traces back to my parents who put me in piano lessons when i was eight years old not to my wish but they decided to do it my, my father was a, a drummer for a gospel band um back in the bahamas where they're from but um yeah they put me in piano lessons hated it at first um <laughs> but came to love it. And so that led me to like a lot of choir singing, choral um, singing. And so I went to like, um, you know, arts middle schools and arts high school. I went to, you know, New World obviously for high school um, where I just majored in like choral music. And I I really thought I was gonna become like a a choir conductor or something of that sort. But I saw a production of Cabaret that New World did um, that the college (laughs) And I was just, were you around for that? I don't know if you-, you No, know. that was before my time. Okay. <laughs> I've seen the production pictures. I, I, I remember them, but but no, I was not yeah. there yet. I, I saw that, in, I think I was a senior. No, maybe I was a junior in high school, but anyway, I saw that and was just like mesmerized and blown away by like theater. I, I like the storytelling like really captured me. And I was like, wait a minute, is that what I wanted to do? Which is sort of like a wild thought at the time because you know, I came from a world of like classical piano and choral singing and, you know, expression of that like vocal you know, technique, vocal <laughs> technique, all that stuff. So, you know, I thought about it and eventually I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to try and do it. And so I, you know, I played it safe. I, you know, auditioned for a neural, uh, the, the college because, you know, at the time, I don't know if they still have this, but if you went to the high school, um, you could go to the college for free, full ride. Ooh. Um, was like, well, this is a good way to sort of like try out my like theater muscle. You know, if I, if I fail, I wouldn't have lost it. <laughs> so, so I like learned like a little monologue and I learned like 16 bars of, I don't even remember what the song was, but it's some like musical theater song. And I, I got in, oh, I also, I also had to like to dance, which was like, not really a thing. <laughs> um, but I eventually got, got in. And then like, I was just telling this someone the other day, my, I don't, my freshman year at New World School of the Arts, in the college as like a theater major was just like awful. I, again, had come from a world of like studying, piano, singing, and all of a sudden I'm asked to, you know, I'm asked, I'm being asked to like roll on the floor at like eight o'clock in the morning, you know, bear my soul, cry. Like, you know, it was this whole other world that I was just not used to. I was not comfortable with it. 
and I almost like dropped out at the end of my freshman year. Um, I must say, you know, I was thinking about, you know, my lessons with you, Nick, like my lessons with you felt like one of like the only like safest, only like safe place, like in the world at the time, because it was like something I was used to. You, you, you were, you know, a, a spirit that seemed familiar to me because you came from the music world, you know, in the midst of this like, new theater world so uh, i i really appreciated that that little room um where we would just like sing and you know do do the thing um but yeah i and then whatever i so i you know a friend convinced me to stay you know to not leave the school and then um from sophomore year on i i feel like i really blossomed something like clicked you know over that summer and i came back sophomore year and just was like yeah this is the thing I okay, so I have to interrupt your story for a brief moment now. Now yeah. that you like already made me like a little misty <laughs> here at the you know early in the morning. We're recording this early in the morning. Um, so I didn't have you your freshman year. Oh, I was my three years at New World were your sophomore, junior, and senior year. Wow, is that funny? How and I remember coming in and your first voice lesson. And I remember you, I was like, I don't know, I, I was probably like, okay, let's just sing like, Vivo, 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 something. And you did it. And I went, what is this? <laughs> who, 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 who has brought me a tenor? Um, and um, I, you know, and I was, I was as green as I'll get out as a voice teacher. It was my, not my first year teaching, but it was my first year of collegiate teaching. You were one of my very first college students. And um, the weirdest experience for me, and this is for you, vocal fam, if you are like doubting yourself and you're not sure about the path that you're on or people are telling you, maybe you're sure about the path that you're on, but maybe people are telling you it's not. I remember as we worked through your first semester talking to colleagues who were like, I was like, I, I kept going, hey, have you guys heard this Tyrone guy sing? Like, like it's it's pretty great, you guys. Like, like whatever. Um, and I remember like like the acting faculty and, and even some of our other colleagues were like, oh, well, I mean, Tyrone's okay. You know, he's got that sort of classical te musical technique and whatever and whatever. And I was like, uh, I remember your first conference even like mm. it, it was a little rough. Like and yeah, I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Like <laughs> I was shocked. And um, I was like, um, I remember after you left your conference, I remember looking at everybody. And I was like, y'all this is the most talented student we have in this school. <laughs> so y'all best wake up because this is the real deal. Aww. And I don't think by the time we got to you doing parade that anybody mm. was doubting that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, move, move on with your story. Um, well, yeah, well, thank you for all of that. And it's wild. It's funny that I don't remember having voice lessons without you. Like I literally don't remember who my <laughs> freshman <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been Ed. I think it might have been Ed. Ed. Oh, yeah, but Ed. He... It was Ed. That's right. Yeah. Huh. And then he moved to Europe. He moved. Right. Anyway. Right, right. So we don't feel bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then so, yeah, from sophomore on, sophomore year on, I was just sort of like really into it. And I, you know, I got, you know, began to you know, get great feedback. And so that was like a good thing. And then, you know, by the end of, you know, school, I was like, yeah, I am an actor, which is something I had like never really said, and I'm gonna try and do the thing. And so I like worked at this like performing arts camp 
the summer after I graduated, raised 3000 bucks and like moved to New York City that July. So I was like on a path. I think I was the first one from my class, like, I think, to, to move to New York. I think that's right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then just from there on, I just started doing the thing, like pounding the pavement. I ended up getting my first show. I ended up getting like five weeks into being into New York City, this like play. <laughs> Enough. It wasn't even musical, but it was like a play um, out on Martha's Vineyard, which was like, wow, Ooh. I'm in like paradise, making yeah. money, doing theater. And so <laughs> it was like, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. And then I, you know, f- you know, fast forward years, I, I began to get like a lot, you know, regional gigs and I got my first like um, big, big, you know, equity national tour, which was uh, Shrek the Musical. Oh, yeah. And like understudying uh, Donkey. And so that was like a wild time, like traveling the world, not the world, the the, the country country. and making like all of this like money, which was like super exciting and um, saving all of this money. Like I've always sort of been good with my money. So it was like that was my first time being able to like really like, you know, you know, cushion a, a saving yeah. my kids um, love shrek the musical and and i first told them that you had been the donkey swing in for the yeah. national tour and i just now every time it comes on our pandora that they listen to in the car i'm like picturing you singing you got to make a move and it just like tickles oh, yeah. me every time anyway moving on um yeah also i mean, i guess i should say too like shrek Working on Shrek was like the, am I, I feel like I'm rambling. Is this okay? No, please. You're, this is fantastic. Thank you. Um, Well, Shrek was like the first time I was like 25 when I got, or 24 when I got Shrek. Um, And it was the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first time where I was like working with like people that I recognized, people that I had been like following. So like Janine Tesori, like I'm in the room with Janine Tesori every day and like Rob Ashford, this like big time, like Broadway director, David Lindsay Bear, this like major, like Pulitzer Prize, like playwright. And <laughs> I would just go to rehearsal every day, <laughs> just like wowed, just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here. Is is this a mistake? Did they really, <laughs> did they really want me? Um, and uh, you know, it, it just turned out to be a wonderful experience. Touring is just like, bizarre and wonderful and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because you don't you literally don't have a home base for like years on end. Um but it's a really wonderful bonding experience amongst you and the cast. And um I got to, you know, play Donkey a couple of times, which is like fun. But also like thinking about this too, just in, in terms of like performing sort of like your performance like maturity. Even though I had been working before then, um, I don't think I was like quite mature enough to be <laughs> playing a principal. Like I did it and it was like fine, but I remember like the first time I had to go on, I like, okay. And I like went into the dressing room <laughs> and wept, wept, just like anxious and nervous and like excited. But, you know, looking back, I, w- I wish I just had a little bit more like confidence, um, you know, now like doing Ogie, like, it's fine. Like I'm, you know, it's a thing. I get a little nervous, but I'm like, okay, whatever. I know, I know the gig, but it's the, it's the gig. It's a gig. (laughs) It's a gig. But just thinking about, you know, I don't know, I guess there is like the, the element of performing of like, um, skill. Right. But then there's also this like mental thing. It's like, Ooh, am I, you know, is, is Tyrone mature enough? Is Tyrone, um, mentally, um, capable of like 
carrying a show, you know? Yep. Um, and I think I was still working through that at the time, but um, I can I've say been, that, that. Go ahead. One of my one of my young musical theater, like young artist like types, he's trying to come up. Like he's had a lot of success with some regional stuff coming out of the pandemic. Like he's had yeah. like five gigs in a row, like right back to back to back to back to back, um, like from last spring to now. And um, he's a student from here. And um, I was telling him, now that you've been out working, have you noticed the idea that it's not necessarily the person in the room who can do the most impressive thing with their voice? It's the person who comes in and every night it's the same darn thing and they can sell it every single night. Yeah. And that's some of that maturity that you're talking about. Right, right. Which something you can't really like skate past. Like it's something that you just kind of have to develop with like, experience yep. you know it's like some yeah so that's right growing pains yeah so um but yes and and then yeah then on from there more gigs and things like that and then 2017 came along at the time i was like babysitting um <laughs> i had auditioned for waitress um a couple uh weeks prior didn't hear anything back for a while one morning on on my way to a babysitting gig like seven o'clock like early um and i get this call on my phone on the train and um you know you can't really answer the phone on the on the subway because you know no service yeah but i'm like i get this call it's my agent and i'm like it's like 7 30 and i'm like why is my agent calling me it must be it must be waitress so i literally get off the train <laughs> <laughs> like wherever you were I, wherever i was i got i remember i was like on like the west ford stop in the village and i was supposed to be going to like queens or something um but i got on the train like right then and i call my agent back and they're like how do you feel about making your broadway debut <laughs> ah! <laughs> um and then and then yeah I, that it was so 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 exciting and so great and um and yeah, and and so that was like four years ago, and here here we are again back well, in the and I'm thrilled. And yeah. I just you know just for me to be able to say this to you in person, I am just so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. proud of your um, the way you stuck to it and didn't give it up. Um, the I've just never been more proud of a student, and I sit here with another former student who I'm also very proud of. But uh-huh. man, I get it. I'm, and I'm and, and you know Broadway. what the and you know what the craziest part about you being my very first on Broadway was? Hmm. You and Giselle were like within weeks of each other, so it was like my first and my second within a matter of weeks. Oh, because wow. she joined the Wicked cast like two weeks after you joined Waitress or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, so Thank you. I mean that I hope you are I hope you pat yourself on the back for, for uh, no nah, y'all did the work y'all no, did the absolutely work. absolutely like just having for me personally I don't know I I I am so so grateful that I I I have had like strong um guidance in sort of in my like music on my music path I think I don't know. It's just like so important when you work on musicals, and you know, as as you both yeah. know, just like even just like the confidence. Like every time I start start a, a new musical, like the very first days are like learning music, and so I often like begin my you know rehearsals of a musical with this confidence because you know I can you know read music and I know technique and I'm you know I'm kind of like the little like 
oh, like he, you know, he can pick up music kind of quickly, which is like a nice thing to sort of like open a rehearsal period with because it's like from then on, it's like, okay, yeah, I feel cool here. You know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? So, um, so then, you know, so you were in the waitress cast. Had you guys closed before the pandemic hit or you were still open when the pandemic hit? No, no, we closed January of 2020. January of 2020. So Waitress had closed. Mm -hmm. And then just for a moment or two, talk us through a little bit about what your pandemic experience has been like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Waitress had closed in January. I um, had already been, I had been cast in the unsinkable, the revival of uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Brown. which is, you know, starring like Beth Malone from, you know, Fun Home and directed by like Kathleen Marshall. So that was Omar was going to be in that cast, right? Omar was in that cast. Yeah. 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 He was in that with me. Um, Such a great voice. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so I literally closed, closed Waitress on January 5th, began rehearsals for Molly Brown on the morning of January 6th. So I, you know, had this back to back. Um, and then so we, you know, rehearsed Molly Brown. We're in performances of Molly Brown. March 12th, March, you know, 12th rolls around. Um, and it's funny though, like the weeks leading up to it, you know, people didn't quite know what was going on, but we, you know, keep hearing coronavirus, coronavirus. There were a couple members, you know, a couple of us had like gotten sick in the cast, but no one knew anything, you know, we're just like, oh my gosh, it's cold or whatever. Um, and so, you know, maybe like the week before everything shut down, there was this like, okay, what what exactly is happening yeah. here we are you know working on a musical where like you know we can't avoid contact <laughs> we're spitting in each other's faces for two hours right. um and so people are really starting to get anxious like what is this thing do we, we we had even like you know kind of you know um it was futile but we had even like reblocked a couple things so that like we weren't like spitting in each other's faces but you can't avoid it, you know? Um, and then, you know, March 12th rolls around and, you know, the mayor, the governor of New York says that we are closing, we're closing the theaters. I have to be honest with you. I I heard that news and I was grateful in, in a way, not only, you know, to be sort of have some protection against whatever this mm. new virus was, but again, I, so I had been working on wages for three years at this point very little like vacation ended it started this new show you know the day after so i was sort of spiritually and mentally in this place i was like oh my gosh i'm ready for a break this is sort of like right this is kind of like i mean i was honestly in the same place when the pandemic first hit same when it first started it was like silver lining was that i was like oh i get to rest silver lining yeah yeah exactly so i was like yes i i welcome this you know i'm this opportunity to rest even like when you're not in a show as as like a new york you know theater actor there's you're always like auditioning you're always thinking about booking the next gig and so it was nice to like not have to like oh i don't have to go and audition there was no no audition right nothing i could literally like lay back and not worry about the next step in my career so i certainly like welcomed that and i rested for a little bit but then But then, like, I don't know, I guess one of the things that I learned in during the time is that, like, I'm not as good as, as the rest as I as I thought I was. <laughs> so I just like created like all these like little projects for myself. I was like, um, 
doing, you know, I, I was like singing and like making like covers of like little songs on my like Instagram. I was doing that a lot. I was like- They're very wonderful vocal thank fam. <laughs> thank you. Um, I was like, I like created this like community kitchen. So like- Yeah, tell us a little bit, that was beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you. So this was like kind of like later on into the quarantine, but I had gotten to the point. So I was like, even like thinking, and I don't know if, if you two sort of had this thing, but so, you know, being in quarantine, not being able to work as a artist, it sort of like, sort of like pushed me into this. Oh, what is, what is my purpose? Where do I find purpose? What is my identity? That kind of thing. And so I was just sort of like thinking about like, it's weird. I'm going to sound bizarre right now, but, I, but, but I was like, at the time too, I was like thinking a lot about like, um, my lineage and my like ancestors and my family and like, what is the thing that like the Davises do? What do we, you know, how do we find yeah. our like purpose as like a family? And I was just thinking like a lot. Of, so there's like a lot of musicians in my family, but then there's like, everyone's like a chef, not, you know, an official like restaurant chef, but like everyone in my family like cooks and everyone in my family like opens their home so that people can gather and, and, and you know, commune and like eat and break bread together. And I was like, huh, is this a way for me to find some purpose, you know, in the midst of not being able to do the thing that, you know, really <laughs> purpose. And so I was like, I literally woke up one Sunday morning is like, I'm gonna, Oh, it was a Saturday. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to cook a huge meal tomorrow and invite whoever strangers, neighbors, friends. And so I cooked this meal or I, you know, made up this menu, talked a little bit why, about why I was doing it. And I put it on Instagram and I made this huge meal on Sunday and people came, <laughs> um, you know, friends came, a neighbor came. And then I was like, I'm going to just like, do this every week. I think we were sort of in a place where no one had seen each other. I did it in a way that was like, you know, safe. I, you know, didn't COVID have any, protocols, COVID protocols. I like, you know, contact free. I like took it down and like put it down and made <laughs> it up. Um, but for me, it was like really just like an opportunity to like re-engage with like purpose. And I've always sort of been like a community centered person. Like I like being around community and building community. Um, but yeah, I, I was like looking for ways to do that, but then also to see people, to connect. Um, and then I just love to eat. So. And then you even had people like helping you like yeah. week, so, week yeah. to week. And, uh, and I mean, it was just, I just thought it was a beautiful community thing you did. That's why I wanted you to mention it. You it know, was. because I think, I think one of the things that a lot of us reconnected to during the pandemic was the idea of service to our communities in general. Um, and and so I, I just thought that was a, a beautiful thing that that you had been doing. Okay, so let's 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 come back now. About at what point did you know? Wh when did you get the invite to come back to the diner? I ooh, when did I get the invite? Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but a, a, a few months before that, the a press release went out being like, oh. Waitress will be return. We'll be opening up, uh, you know, to, to reopen Broadway, um, you know, post post COVID, um, starring yeah, several Del others. Delta variant had other word things know. for a post COVID, but anyway, right. yes. <laughs> right. um, and so I saw that, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting. I wonder if I'll be a part of it." And honestly, I was at a point where I was like, "I don't, you know, if they don't call me, I." would surely be like sad but i wouldn't be um upset only because i yeah. have already been gifted 
the wonderful opportunity to be a part of the diner for it to happen again it's just like imp- i didn't like i was not a part of the original cast so i didn't think they i didn't expect them to reach out to me so i was like ready to sort of you know be like oh i'll just go see it you know um but sure enough i got like an email from my agent one day and they were like you know they're they'd like to invite you back to to be a part of with the waitress you know return starting Cyberillas. And I was like, th- I was like way more thrilled than I had anticipated. And I think a lot of that had to do, the, the most exciting thing about returning to the show is the the family, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like it's a great yeah. show, but, but to be able to like sit in a rehearsal room with my friends, my family. So, so, so you guys released that video of your first day back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, it was honestly the look on your face that made me want to do this episode mm. so badly. So, mm. like, I mean, I think Lion King beat you all by, like, two days to release <laughs> their first video back. But right. but, it, but if Vocal Fam, if you just, like, go onto YouTube and search, like, Waitress Reopening, um, it'll, it'll pop up. Um, it's on their social media. Um, but t- tell us what it was like being in that room that first day. It was wild. It was wild. Um... You know, for a lot of us, for me, I mean, I imagine you're all vaccinated and all like vac- there's all oh, yeah, kinds yeah. of safety protocols all in place. And safety. yeah, yeah, we're all we all are fully vaccinated. We have to take COVID tests regularly. I just took mine this morning. I'm COVID free, just so yes. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Now, go on. No, but it was fine. It was like wild. First of all, like a lot of us hadn't been around that many people in a lot a long time. So it was a cast and then all the producers, stagehands, all the designers press like the new york times are there like all these like press things are there so it was like overwhelming to be like in a room with all, with that many people again and it was then then so that was the, that layer then there was another layer of like whoa we're doing waitress the musical again like a lot of us had really just sort of put this to bed january 5th <laughs> 2020 right the fact yeah. that a show would return to broadway that quickly after it's closing, unheard of this does not feel right Um, so then there was that but then there was like just the thrill of like wow we're gonna make theater we're gonna do a musical I'm gonna sit so that video is like literally the first thing that we did a lot of us like you really want to take this we haven't sang this (laughs) in like weeks like can we get a rehearsal around but like no no we'll just go and I think it was just like to hear there's a moment in in this opening up where you know the three um waitresses Sarah Caitlin Houlihan and Charity uh, Angel Dawson um they break into harmony and it was the most glorious thing just because I hadn't heard live harmony in 18 months so just the, the thrill of just hearing three part harmony in a room with a live piano was just really like over, I think I like broke out. I think I just like yelled when they like <laughs> went into harmony because it was just like really overwhelming and just really beautiful. And um, I don't know. I, I just think returning to this show post quote unquote COVID was just like, I couldn't think of a better way to sort of like open up Broadway for me personally. Like it's a show that I know and love with people that I know and love. And it just feels yeah. such a great way to return. So, uh, uh, we have to briefly just ask. So, how amazing is Sarah Bareilles in real life? God, so amazing! <laughs> just the the warmest, kindest, open spirited person um, that you 
that you could ever work with truly. Um, and I'm not just saying that. She is just a light on top of just being a brilliant songwriter and vocalist. Like, it's it's wild. I, I still don't really know how to, like, be around her because I'm <laughs> such a... <laughs> I get that. And I see her, like, I see her, like, eight, nine, ten hours a day, and I'm just in awe. Like, yesterday, she we were teching. She used to be mine. And, you know, she just sang the song, like, at least like six, seven times. And I'm just like in the wings. It's like, oh my God, that's Cerberella singing. Jesus, mine, seven times. And the seventh time is just as amazing as the first time was. Um, and just like her her musicianship is just like, I don't know, just like really thrilling. Like her, the way that she phrases is just, I have learned a lot from her. And, you know, I would never say that to her because I don't want her to be like, Oh, and that's the best you can do. <laughs> well, don't worry. This this show's not not going on the internet or anything. Um. <laughs> but just like the the ease in which she sings is just so admirable to me. It's also something that like, um, I think that like I mean I guess not so much in like later, more later like musicals, but like she sings with like an ease that you're just like not really used to seeing on Broadway because most yeah. people are like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But she right. just has such like easy singing and these huge long phrases, her like breath support is just like, ah, inspiring. Um, and so I've been like, you know, sort of like modeling like her ways of singing since I began working on this show just That's to like awesome. i don't know develop that that sort of color you know in in my uh musicianship um but yeah she she is a, a wonderful kind gracious awesome. generous person yeah 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 so you're in the theater now mhm mm you guys oh you guys are opening when we open um september 2nd but we have our first oh, wow. our first audience is september 1st um an invited dress so our families and friends and then also they this is so cool they invited like the new york city like restaurant hospitality union oh. to come see the show you know who were affected by restaurant closures throughout so the much time. the real life like servers will be in the audience um and i hope this is this show is like meaningful to them um that's awesome it's awesome so that i'm imagining September 1st being like a wild 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 night you know it'll be the first time people are seeing a show in, in quite some time and so um, I feel honored to sort of be a part of be a part of that yeah so I mean what a crazy experience I mean it must have just been I mean I, I, I so I did a little cabaret in back in May like when we all thought COVID was ending remember when we all thought COVID was just right. going to be over in the spring um, I did a little cabaret to help our to help our local theater, professional theater here in Jackson, open back up because mm. they had been shut down, and and um, a, a small group of us put on a little, you know, a little cabaret thing. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, it it didn't really hit me so much when we were like back in rehearsals. Like the moment that it hit me and got me a little emotional was being in a theater. Like mm -hmm. like you know how theaters, each of them are different, but like. They have a smell oh, yeah. that no other space has, like that sawdust, paint, yeah, mold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Dust yeah. and yet ma magic. Yeah, you know, like yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. It was the smell of being in the in the theater that that got me a little bit. Mm. Um. Uh. 
so I mean that was uh, I, I I'm sure that when you all got over there, it was just a, a magical experience. Magical. Uh, you have tech today. I have tech today. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Today. Wow. Wow. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm sure you can't tell us this, but any word on the actress that will take over for Sarah in October? Oh, I actually have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea, truly, and I'm not just saying that. Vocal no, fam, I'm only asking because my family is going to be uh, very fortunate that once I knew Tyrone was going to be there for the whole run, um, my wife and my two children and I are, who hopefully will all be fully vaccinated by that point, um, uh, I'm hopeful for that Pfizer opening up to five to 11 year olds here this fall. Um, my son will definitely be cause he's going to turn 12. Um, but, uh, I'm hopeful we're, we're flying to New York, December, I don't know, 18th, something like that. And we're going to see their Sunday matinee that weekend. Um, and so I was just asking in case I could find out what actress, uh, was going to be, uh, taking over for Sarah. Um, I, I, anyway, it was, it's been an interesting source of speculation, uh, f- for us as a family, I think. Ooh. Who do you think it might be? Do you have any? I, I'm assuming they're going to bring back one of the other ladies who have done it. I think that I I honestly don't know, but I think that might be the case too. Um, like like, like here, my my kind of house money for some reasons on Betsy, but we'll see. Mm. Um, Betsy was my first Jenna. She was the first. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now you were still in it when Shoshana took over, right? I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite voice in the history oh, of musical theater. I cannot tell you. She's another one who I'm just like, and now we're like actual friends. Like, and that's crazy to me, by the way. <laughs> seeing pictures of you and Shoshana Bean, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I know him. I used um, to like play like bootlegs of her singing like Wicked when I was at Neural. So the fact that I like talk to her, it's like, like I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't either. Um, because she is the queen, um, um, unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, anyway, well, listen, I am so happy for you and so happy that, that this has happened. And, um, I hope that, I hope that as Broadway does reopen, that we're able to stay open, that we have enough protocols in place, that we have enough of a vaccinated populace that, that this is going to be successful. Right. Um, you know, I also look forward to, you know, I, I joke with my students about you, Tyrone, that I still am looking forward to someday seeing Tyrone Davis Jr. Aaron Burr, but, oh. um, <laughs> uh, 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 but anyway, um, <laughs> that would be, uh, <laughs> just tossing that out there into the universe, Broadway world. <laughs> if you'd like another Aaron Burr Hamilton, um, I got your I got your not right hand man um, right here. Uh, um, listen, Tyrone. Um, just out of curiosity, this is a, always a vocal fry thing for us. Vocal fry is a is a pop is a half voice pedagogy and science um, and singing, and we also have a nerd pop culture focus. Mm. Um, as well. Um, we usually have been asking people like what other things have been bringing them joy, but I'm just curious, anything you were binging during the pandemic that you want to share with the vocal fan that you've been loving, uh, getting your Netflix, uh, binge out of or anything? Yeah, I've been like, so I, during the quarantine, I'm, I've fallen behind, but I'm trying to do all of the Marvel movies in order. Yeah. Well, we've reviewed all of them. Have you? So, uh, <laughs> If you want to go after you watch one, if you want to go check out our review, we the podcast started in 2017. The first one we did was Thor, Sarah. Okay. Thor Ragnarok. Me Ragnarok, maybe. That sounds. 
But since Ragnarok, we've done all of them. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I've been doing that. The last one I watched is Guardians of the Galaxy, which is oh, phenomenal. Solid, I thought, solid. I read your review, but... Guardians is one of my That's favorites. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So, so good. And I like um, the second one even more. Okay. Oh, so yeah. You still have a lot left, though, as far as I have a lot Marvel left. Yeah. yeah. You've, got, you've got plenty of content. I have so much. And then I have these, like, TV shows now, like WandaVision and, all, and Loki and yeah. all that. Oh, I have lots WandaVision of... is a show for artists. Really? Yes. Love. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. So, Captain um, America or uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier is kind of a cop buddy drama comedy yeah, drama. It was fine. It's a cop buddy show. Yeah. So you're right at about at the point. So just for your future viewing, you're right at the point where Marvel Studios stopped making uh, comic book movies. Mm-hmm. So from here on out in your journey, they're all genre pictures. Okay. So, like, Guardians is a dysfunctional family comedy. Huh. Like, so wow. from here from here on out, they, they, they all become genre picks. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, when you get to Captain America Winter Soldier, it's like a Cold War era spy movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, they, they all become genre pictures at that point. Um, so just an interesting uh, perspective for an artist to consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Anyway, Tyrone, this has been a dream having you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Of um, course, of course. Wait, you wanted I'm... to talk about TED Talk, right? <gasps> oh, oh yes. My oh my gosh. <laughs> Please. How? No. How in the world did that come about? So Tyrone, everybody, vocal fam, Tyrone opened TED. Like not like TED Utica. Like he opened TED. <laughs> How did that come about? It's wild. I still can't believe it so so these like like, stupid little like cover instagram minute long things that i do which i mentioned earlier i have like a bunch of them on my instagram at this point and maybe like a year ago my friend joe tippett who is in waitress with with me and also i don't know have you guys watched mayor of east town yes i love it but he's on that show he plays kate winslet's best friend's husband Oh, was, like, he was like the, the 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 villain. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> yeah, some of us haven't watched it. Sorry, vocal fam. Uh, uh, spoilers. You've had a few months to watch it. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, so he. I didn't know he was the waitress. He's the waitress. Yeah, he's the waitress. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's also Sarah Bareilles's partner. Just so you know. Oh. Which I you didn't know. know that either. <laughs> um. But so he, like a year ago, he like requested that I do this song, this song called Farther Along, which is his old like hymn. Um, and I didn't really know it, but I looked it up and Dolly Parton has a version of it. And so I like of learned course. it and like did like a, a little like, you know, minute long Instagram version of it. But I never posted it because I don't know, I was like, you know, I don't know if you ever do this, like when you like create something, but I like did it and then I like, watched it and I was like, ah, this crap and I'm not done. <laughs> so I just like sort of yes. like, you know, didn't do, <laughs> didn't do anything yes. with it. And then I was like going through my phone a, a year later and I came across a video um, and I watched it. I was like, oh, this is not as bad as I thought it was at the time. <laughs> and so I sent it to Joe. Wasn't going to post it or anything. So I sent it to Joe. He like loved it. And so he posted it on his Instagram. Weeks oh after that, I get this like DM on my Instagram. And I don't know if you like when you're not friends with someone on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Request. And so I like happened to like look in the request one day and this one, she's like, oh, hi, I'm, you know, so-and-so 
I follow Joe Tippett and he posted this video of you a couple weeks ago and I like love it and I showed it to my boss and all of these things and I am the music curator for TED Talks and we'd like to invite you to come open the main TED, TED Talk conference. <laughs> TED. <laughs> we'd like to not, invite you to come open the conference in not you know, TED Tacoma. Not Ted, Ted to go. Just Ted. Ted. Just Ted. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is a this is must be a joke. And so I like Googled <laughs> her on this camping reel. Like I like Googled her and I was like, okay, well, she has a Ted email. Like so this <laughs> must be legit. Um and so and so yeah, and so they like out of watching these stupid little videos that I made during quarantine, they like invited me to come open Ted and you know, they wanted, it was a good, kind of like a special TED because it's the one like, you know, post quote unquote COVID. And so it was a return and the theme was like optimism. Oh. And they were like, we'd love to, you know, we'd love you to sing something about optimism. And they gave me like full reign on like what I wanted to sing. I just had to, you know, make sure they needed to get like licensing. And so I did, a, you know, I decided to do, um, I can see clearly now the rain has gone but sort of with this like more like vulnerable tone to it because I thought, you know, I didn't want to do something cheesy because we're still in the midst of COVID, right? And so mm -hmm. um, I chose to do that song and and um, it was great. I got like a gig, they paid me. And then also they like flew me out and like paid for airfare and hotel. And um, it was like my first performance, you know, since COVID. And so oh. um, it was it was special. I, I, I really love that and um, I want to go. Now I feel like I'm like addicted to Ted, like, that was so cool being there and I, I hope I get to go again not even as a performer but just like as a an attendee just like such like open curious minds all in one space um and the thing about like being in a space that's so like multifaceted but so you had like artists and like scientists and architects and doctors like all, you know people from all over is that like no one everyone is so different that no one um <laughs> fully knows everything about one thing. So the conversations are very like curious focused because like people are trying to like understand other people's profession and people are like making connections about like other people's profession. Like I met this dermatologist who was giving a, a speech and you know, we like made connections about how like dermatology is like theater and like all of this like wonderful like conversations that that wouldn't come from a space where everyone was of the same world. So I'm, I don't know, that was like super exciting um to, to to be in the, in in that so yeah <laughs> that's amazing what a cool opera when you posted about that i was like how crazy is this Outrageous. i mean and, and now hearing the story it was literally as crazy as i thought it was <laughs> right. Right. i mean what right. an amazing experience so you know if you were at ted this this summer i mean because you know I, maybe some of our vocal <laughs> fan was there who knows um you you got to see tyrone open ted talk what a crazy awesome thing that's amazing yeah for real yeah, yeah it was that's, that, that's that's amazing well listen um we are so happy for you waitress opens this coming week everybody broadway is back it will back. be great to have butts in the seats. The theater yeah. doors will open. Gosh, that first night's going to be something. Be awesome. I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna be up there crying too. Like, it's I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be. It, I mean, it might be a little rough to get through it to be honest. Yeah. That first night. Yeah. So I mean, I wish y'all all the best. Break lots and lots of legs. Um. Uh. And um. You know, our best to the whole cast. And um. I'm so proud of you. I'm just. Gosh. Oh. Thank I'm you, just Thank so you. proud of you. you. Um, 
Anyway, so Waitress opens this week on Broadway. You can get tickets uh, everywhere Broadway tickets are sold, telecharge or whatever. Um, And uh, we just, we're super excited to see you in December. um, And uh, it's going to be just great. Thank you for carving out uh, an hour for us this morning. We so much appreciate it. This has been amazing. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. This is It's always great to come on and talk about uh, my passion. So, Sarah, thanks for having me. And Nick, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> All right, Vocal Fam. Hey, season five is here. We're season back. five, the season where the writers finally figure out how to write the sitcom. Well, <laughs> well sort of. As we, as we said in our bumper earlier, we still don't think we know how to run this show. Depends on the moment. Uh, anyway, all right, Vocal Fam, we'll be back with you next week with Ken Bozeman to talk about Kinesthetic Voice Ped 2, no, Kinesthetic Voice Pedagogy 2nd Edition, that's right. Um, oh, gosh. All right, we are the Vocal Fire Podcast, sponsored by Plural Publishing. Peace. Oh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Oh, my gosh. Sarah. Oh, what? What'd you have for breakfast? Oh, oh, gosh. What did I have for breakfast? It was pretty boring this morning. It was just a granola bar, like one of those little kind bars kent bars i can't remember i know someone at some point made fun of me for oh I gosh we're back that. to kent bars yep kind bars they're it's on bars. german <laughs> i don't know get out of here jamie Just all right vocal fam me. all right that's it pete we're out peace out